1: Today's episode of Titus and Tate for the fifth time this season in this very young college basketball season. There is a new number one, Tate.
0: Yes. And it is COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I I can't believe we're here. I, I We said to ourselves at one point, what, like three weeks ago, that we would not address COVID. Uh, we, we I said would, at we, the start
1: <laughs> of the season, that was one of my big bullet points and things I'm excited about with this season is that we don't have to talk about COVID ever again. We don't have to talk about like... The impact that it'll have on the season and, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, here we and are. COVID it's gone. COVID at the top of the uh, the power rankings. Unranked to start the season, but uh, what a surprise turn of events this is. People forget, Tate, COVID uh, has more national championships than Gonzaga. So um, yes. if you if you think this is unearned, COVID has wins now over Ohio State, UCLA, mm. Seton Hall,
0: mm. uh, the, really
1: the entire Big Memphis. East. Memphis, yes, uh, quite the resume it's putting together. Son of a bitch, we're back where we started and uh, we have to now talk about this, which I swore I would never do again, but I don't know.
0: Here we yeah. are. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hoping that it's one of those things that we can keep in 2021. You know what I mean? But then but then I've seen the meme that 2022 is just 2022, you know, like part yes. two. Yes. And uh, and it does feel like we are going back into a sick game. And uh, yeah. I don't know how we got here, but here we are. Uh,
1: So, I mean, we'll touch it. Like, we don't want to do it, but like, for
0: God's sakes, how do you talk about college basketball right now without
1: talking about
0: <laughs> what's going on there? Yeah. Uh,
1: One thing we can talk about that's not COVID related is Kentucky beating the hell out of North Carolina today. I don't well, know yeah, what that, you want to w- w- Why
0: didn't you opt out? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. that, that's that's the perfect game that you say we got protocol problems. We, yeah. we, we would love to play you guys. Yeah. Maybe we figure it out next year, but say la vie, au revoir. We're going home to Chapel Hill, but not the case, Titus. We can talk that's about That's
1: the it. difference between Hubert and Roy, I think. I think Roy is savvy enough to know. To, yeah. to, to if John it Calipari Hubert... is
0: calling you and saying, please, let's play, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly, it's, that's a red exactly. flag. That's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> he knows something.
1: Uh, no, we'll we'll talk through your emotions uh, of of <laughs> this Carolina basketball season, which has been quite the roller coaster. And uh, I, I'm curious to, to to see where you land after Carolina gets their ass beat by Kentucky. Uh, also, I have a Pac-12 update, so we'll have some fun with that. We'll talk about uh, what's going on in the western half of the United States. And uh, I don't know. We'll see where where else this thing goes. But we'll we'll do our best to not talk about COVID. Yeah, we got to talk about
0: COVID. I, I know. We're 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 just gonna like try to brush over it and then if it comes up in the conversation organically because of course it's a no. part of the conversation we will address it but no. it, it's we're going to tap our chest we didn't want to do this we did not want to be here we know that no. you didn't want to be here America no. you don't want to be here so hey we're all in this together
1: <laughs> COVID. Are, we, are we sure it's good I don't think it is uh, <laughs> all of that coming up at first Woody
0: Durham it's like the-
1: All right, I don't know how we're gonna do this Dave, because I, I swear to God, I have. Uh, I'm gonna put my <laughs> hand up, tap my chest, and say I have COVID fatigue uh, and then some. <laughs> I, I, I was texting you, and and I guess let's do the do the blanket statement. Like we don't mean to diminish the disease. Like I know actually, yes. I my my buddy texted me. Uh, Keller texted me, dude. We went to high school with. Um, uh, actually, died from COVID. Like two weeks ago. And, uh, it, it, I don't know. So I like, w- we'll, we'll get that blanket statement out of the way, but, uh, like, yeah. we understand the severity of it all. What we try to do on the show Tate is, uh, acknowledge that the world sucks, acknowledge that, that, um, all this garbage is going on. And we try to provide a distraction. We tried to provide, we try to have fun watching these college basketball games and talking about them. Um, and with that, I did not want to talk about this. I didn't want to like, cause we're, we're two idiots. Like the last thing the world yeah. needs is two more idiots talking about, <laughs> <laughs> that's it, yeah. you know? Um, so I, 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 don't want to do this, but also like th- this is, it, 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 kind of came. It, how, how does a global pandemic come out of nowhere? I don't know, but it, it kind yeah. of did. Like we, we, we thought we had the, 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 the all the worst behind us. Or we thought like the, the part that's going to disrupt our daily lives was behind us. Mm-hmm. Um, we were sorely mistaken. And I got to be honest, dude, like I, I don't love this about me, but uh, I, I, I really am there with it. Like I just have fatigue about the whole thing where like, I just, am, I'm dead inside. I, I see John Rothstein tweet breaking news that, that Eastern Michigan and, and, Western <laughs> Iowa are not going to play due to COVID, you know, and like whatever the, whatever the, all these, that's what, that's what the reporting on college basketball has become is like, who's opting out of the COVID. And I'm just like dead inside. I just have like a blank stare on my face. I texted you that, that I would be losing my mind over this. If I I still had my mind, my mind has mm. been gone for, <laughs> mm. I lost my mind six months ago. Uh, yeah. I think with, with all this, when I, I vividly remember the the mask mandate gets lifted in in um California, which like in my eyes, I was like, if California's lifting the mask mandate, we're out of this. Like, because California yeah. is gonna be we're the clear. last. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, and I remember this was like in July, and I'm out on my job. I'm about to go jogging, and I I looked down on my phone and there's the the update on Twitter. It's like breaking news. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask, life is back. This was like July, so like there was still a few months of beach weather left in LA, you
0: know, or like, I was
1: like, Oh my God,
0: it's, it fine. felt good. Let's it, go. It, it felt, it felt, so felt like we were, yeah, it felt like it was summertime. You yeah. know, it had already been over a year. It just felt like, of course, now is the time. This makes yes. sense. And I remember going on my run that day, and I was,
1: I, I set the, I, I ran as fast as I've ever ran in my life. I ran like five miles in like a seven thirty pace or something like that. I don't, I, it was, I was blazing. I don't know how I was doing <laughs> it, other than just adrenaline running through my veins. I'm pumping Euphoria. my fist. I'm just yeah. like, oh my god, we're back. And when that kind of unraveled, I, I just had fatigue about this whole deal. And anyway, fast forward to now with college basketball, like I kind of have, have nothing left to give. I have like I'm just I, I don't I I mean we can talk about like the actual um the, like the the big east rules and the the is they the ACC is is forcing teams to forfeit too. Like I guess yeah. that could be an interesting discussion we could have, because that seems to be pretty much a, a crock of shit if we're putting <laughs> if we're being honest with ourselves. But as far as like, I don't, what I don't want to do, and I, I fear like we're going to have to fall into this trap is like suss out like who, God damn, like what happens next with like teams yeah. and, and what, how, how much resumes matter based on like who is, because last year, you remember, Iowa State, who won two games last year, it was two and 22, almost beat Baylor or gave Baylor a pretty good game in Waco. Um, but it was
0: coming off of basically yes. a, month, a month hiatus for Baylor yes. because of COVID. We remember Michigan, they took a month off because of COVID. Yes. It, 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 it's, and, and it's, tr- it's a different conversation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Trying to like suss it all out and like try to understand like who's, I I, I, God, I, I just don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. The whole point is yeah. if we, we, we <laughs> I don't want to do this. Why are we doing this? So what should we, what should we talk about? We, do, do you want to talk about this Big East deal? Because like, I, I guess that's the real discussion I want to have with you is like, where are we at on a Mickey Mouse rating for this season? Where, where if, if we're doing like a Mickey Mouse temperature check, um, because last season, like we we are two guys, th- this is where our expertise shines through when it comes to COVID discussions, because we are Mickey Mouse experts. Mm-hmm. We were we were among the first to declare last, last year's NCAA tournament, a Mickey Mouse tournament. It did not yes. count. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Everyone knows that <laughs> it, is, it is widely we, accepted. We <laughs> were the first to declare the bubble of Mickey Mouse. That's true. You know what yes. I mean? <laughs> yes. So with
1: that in mind, um, we the, the, these cancellations just kind of start. I mean, they I, the, the first one that I remember popping on my radar was in like Washington had to cancel with UCLA. And was it Arizona or yeah. they, and they're, they, they were they're rescheduling the Arizona game? But UCLA wins via forfeit. And I was like scratching my head. I was like, that makes no damn sense whatsoever, but okay, I guess like, okay, whatever. Okay. Um, yeah. And then that, but that that seemed like sort of a one-off deal. And like, I, I didn't like, if we're being honest with ourselves again, like the, the West coast states take COVID probably a little more seriously. So I was like, I don't know if that necessarily is, is it the canary in the coal mine per se, or if that's just like some Washington, California type situation where they're just being extra cautious or whatever. And then when Ohio State the the news breaks that Ohio State uh, the, the the CBS Sports Classic is basically off because um, mm-hmm. we were we were going to go to Vegas we did not go to Vegas um, thankfully thank for God. you by the way yeah, yeah. thank God <laughs> uh, when 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 that broke uh, obviously I, I I had a personal uh, investment in Ohio State basketball so I was like oh damn this is like now real to me but then like the the wave just kept coming after that Memphis Tennessee is canceled I own yeah. Seton Hall was I think canceled
0: before. Um, Ohio State, Kentucky, but still St. John's. Seton Hall the, was the greatest rivalry in college basketball. Louisville, Kentucky, is yes. going to be off because of COVID. Yes, yeah.
1: and and that's the big. And now we find ourselves in a position where it's like, oh, okay, so this isn't like a one-off deal of like a handful of games getting canceled. This is like a, a massive shift of uh of of how we view this this season. I mean like for God's sakes like the Big East is making teams forfeit, the ACC is sort of doing the same, the Pac-12 yeah. like I don't really fully understand. Like the Pac-12's uh uh uh, uh protocol seems to be like if you can if it's if, if you're the team that has covid problems, the other team gets to decide whether they take the forfeit or try to postpone. That seems to be my read on it and I'm like why would the other team not just <laughs> take the forfeit I don't but then also it's all the, the point is my I'm too stupid to like suss all this out to you. like I shouldn't have to yeah. think about all this you know I and that's where we're at right now so where where do you stand in feeling um and
0: and and uh assessing whether this is a Mickey Mouse season where we're at right now well, the good news is that the NBA. Like you mentioned the college basketball reporters. Well, we got Woj and Shams, and these guys are insiders, and they usually, you know, tweet things like, "Hey, you know, Isaiah Thomas just signed a ten day with the Lakers. Breaking news!" But now they are battling over who's in protocols, mm-hmm. who's available to play, who's going to get signed on a hardship exempt- hardship exemption. You know what I mean? This is like a totally different world. And then you got Enos Cancer coming out and saying. Hey, NBA, cancel the season. It's time to cancel the season. He's tweeting at the NBA to cancel the season. Uh, The NBA, I think the the good news and the reason why I am not all the way into Mickey Mouse land, I am not all the way into Fantasia, is because Adam Silver has been asked about the bubble coming back. This This is how deep we are. And he said, no chance. The bubble, there's no chance that we get the bubble to come back because that's how much of a Mickey Mouse situation it was. So the good news is that we will never get that Mickey Mouse again Uh as far as like the top of professional basketball and how it trickles down to college basketball. So that that gives me a little bit of hope that we're not going to be, you know, all the way that extreme of of bubble times. But again, Enos Kanter is saying let's cancel the season. You know, Coach K, if Duke loses, God forbid, two games in a row in the ACC, he'll be right behind cancer. He'll be saying, let's opt out of this season. So I, I feel like we're right now, we're, we're kind of just teetering. And and we don't know if we're going to go down and it's going to be a splashdown yeah. situation or we're going to go down and it's going to be the Tower of Terror. You know what I mean? We, we don't know how Mickey Mouse is going to get, but we know that it's going to be a drop. There's going to be a drop off and we don't know if we're going to have fun when we go down this drop or if we're going to have a terrible, terrible time.
1: What'd you say the uh, the last show we did? That there's a crack in the snow globe, and we're all looking up, like, "Oh, that crack is I'm just getting slowly bigger." The the, the crack is it, it is shattered. The globe is shattered. Yeah, yeah, and now yes, everyone yeah. is. Uh, we don't
0: have an atmosphere anymore. <laughs> we're now looking up. We're all trying to get breath uh, because we have just uh, yeah. lost our atmosphere. And uh, R.I.P. the snow globe. I I have it
1: as a uh, I, I gave a lot of thought to this. Um, my Mickey Mouse rating. I have it at four mice. Um, I got a four <laughs> out of two. <laughs>
0: It's about four mice. Uh, it's,
1: it's about four mice for me. Um <laughs> it's a four out of ten, but it's trending up, as you said. Uh because like this the the, the reason it's not more is because um we it, as you said, we have to like wait and see. And I and I and I do believe that these conferences are gonna uh reassess their their protocols with how to handle teams that that have to um bow out because of COVID problems or whatever. Yeah. Uh because as it stands right now, this is this is a this is definitely a Mickey Mouse operation that the Big East is pulling right now. The Seton Hall is like one and one in the Big East, and they have not played a Big East game. They they <laughs> had to forfeit their game against St. John's because they had COVID problems. But then I, apparently today, today being uh, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday morning, Kevin Willard has said they are now out of their COVID window. Whatever, like I don't know what the again, like I, I don't know how all this works. <laughs> what, just, they like, what do you <laughs> even call it? The COVID window that they were in. Um, I think it's the window. There, Seton Hall is now out of that, but their next game is supposed to be against DePaul, and DePaul now has COVID problems. So since Seton Hall is in the clear, but DePaul is not, Seton Hall now benefits from the forfeiture of DePaul. Yes. So now Seton Hall sits at one and one. They've not played a Big East game. That is very Mickey Mouse, and I and I think that. uh, I trust that the Big East is going to figure this out and 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 not have it have it uh, not have this be how they determine their regular season champion, how they determine the seeding in the Big East tournament. Um, but also, dude, like I don't I don't know what the alternative is either because like last year, as I I we, we should mention in the Pac-12, you had the US, USC and Oregon. Um, where, and, and, and the, uh, the big 10, it was Michigan and Illinois where one team won more games than the other team won the head to head matchup, but the team that won fewer games somehow won the con like that was the conference. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the last year was the go around where there's like no forfeitures. That was pretty Mickey Mouse to me. This way is like even <laughs> worse, though the forfeitures. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the solution is. I don't, I, and 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 that scares me as a as a Mickey Mouse expert. Try to determine the the validity of this season because I don't know how you move forward and determining who wins these conference championships. Other than like the the only thing I guess is like you just simply don't crown a regular season conference champion, and for the seating and the 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 conference term, you just draw it out of a hat. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Is yeah. that the solution that, that just make it because the conference tournament obviously matters because whoever wins gets the auto bid to the NCAA tournament. So, like, we have to figure out how we perceive at that. But the regular season conference championships, maybe just, I don't know, shrug your maybe shoulders. Maybe just don't like, crown anyone this yeah, year. Yeah, just don't you know crown I mean? anyone.
0: Yeah. And, and forfeitures, like you mentioned, I mean, the, the fact that it's in the conference, like the ACC, they're going to go with forfeits. You know, the Big East is going to go with forfeits. It just seems like we're punishing these teams because of a global pandemic, which is yes. ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like that that is it's already ridiculous that we uh you know that that these poor players, these poor kids have been playing college basketball at you know during this time period anyway. That's already a punishment at some level. So the fact that you're going to double down and then say, "Hey, you actually lost this game and this is going to affect yes. you yes. know yes. your your future and your potential to get in the NCAA tournament." that just seems incredulous. And it doesn't seem, it does. It seems wrong. You know what I mean? And it's we'll wrong. yell from the, it's wrong. You <laughs> it's know what wrong. Mean? We'll yell from the mountaintops, but we don't even know what the fix is. We don't even know what necessarily constitutes as right in these situations. And, you know, it's why coach K said last year, he thought that every team should get in the tournament. That was like the impetus of that. Cause everyone is playing behind the eight ball in his mind. I'm sure he has a different stance this year because Duke last year, wasn't going to make the tournament. So he was like, let everybody in. Um, but, in general, that kind of thinking, that, that large-scale thinking is going to have to be a part of this conversation in college basketball. It's going to have to be the co- part of the conversation at the NBA. And with the NBA allowing teams to have this exemption to sign players, I think that college basketball should do the same. It should and, do the same, yeah. And I, and I think <laughs> that if you played – for that university, at any point, you should be able to be applicable to be signed to the team as a hardship exemption player. So like if you played at North Carolina, like if you're Kendall Marshall and you played at North Carolina and you can come back, yeah, you can come back and play. And, and granted you only have a certain amount of games that you can do it, but everyone is on the table within the organization. We treat it like an organization and uh, I think we should have exemptions for players. And, and maybe that makes it even more fun. You know what I mean? For college basketball. Cause you're like, Oh my God, BYU's playing tonight. They have eight guys out, but Jimmer for playing, you know, Dude, it's,
1: it's, it's a great idea.
0: I love, I love this idea that the bring bring the old heads back to fill in. Um, like, Especially, how do we get our mind off COVID, right? Like, if you bring back the old heads, we're 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 talking about Des Wells playing for Maryland. You know what I mean? We're like, oh my god, Des Wells is back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you take the conversation away. You you just you distract. That's all you can do. You just distract at this point.
1: I just I, I love the idea of Ohio State basketball tweeting out a graphic of Aaron Craft, yeah, say, saying he's back, or like making a video of Aaron Craft like walking into
0: yes. the room
1: and then he just it just smiles at the camera and he's like, I'm back.
0: No, and he's, oh, yeah. he has his scrubs on, you yeah, know, like yeah. he's a doctor.
1: He's like, I'm back. And the rest of the all the Big
0: Ten fans just lose their minds. Like, Are,
1: <laughs> you can't keep getting away with this.
0: Yeah, and somehow Brad Davison is Aaron Craft's age. Everyone's like, what yeah. the hell? What, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, you're right. Like, I I don't know, um, and I, and I guess this is why I just have the fatigue about it all. Because usually when when there's a crisis or like a debate to be had in college basketball or whatever, I'm ready, man. I got takes for you. I, they're yeah. not always great takes. I'll, I'll 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 admit to that, but I got takes, and I I will I will talk to you off about like what I think and and how I think this should work and all this and I I just I've run out of I've scraped the bottom of the barrel on my COVID thoughts I'm like dude I don't I don't
0: don't know (laughs) I've I've clawed so much at the bottom of the barrel that now I am just like I'm almost delusional or hysterical and I don't know which one it is but like I'm just throwing out ideas at this point because I don't want to think about it you know and obviously we all don't want to think about it I've had two family members die because of COVID I mean they were you know older in their 80s but I mean it's a it's an obvious. Obviously very serious situation, but like you said, we have been dealing with it. We're, we're going on two years now, so we understand the conversation. We understand the implications and all we're trying to do is find a safe space, a nice outlet where we can enjoy this game that we love, enjoy Mm -hmm. the sport that we love. But every single time we think we're having a good time, knock, 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 here comes COVID.
1: Are you worried? Because uh, I, I I, also have just like, I, I'm, I'm done being optimistic about yeah, <laughs> anything. Yeah, <which> yeah. I'm <laughs> delusional. I'm not optimistic. Absolutely. I'm delusional. I'm just del- um, but I, I last night, like as I couldn't sleep and I'm just staring at the ceiling. <laughs> uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that mental image. <laughs> I was just like, why? Why God? Why? I was like, the
1: Buckeyes beat Duke. We were on fire. Why? Why God? Um, I uh, I had the thought about like how much this is because how much is this going to change college basketball moving forward? In the sense, mm. that, like I, I think this was uh, everyone's initial reaction when. Um, we, we, we first had to deal with COVID was that this was
0: a temporary thing, obviously, right? Like you were just like, yeah.
1: let's two weeks to slow the spread,
0: you know, <laughs> whatever, no, I, whatever. I think that was the first thing that Trump said, 14 days. 14 days, whatever it was. And then it was like, yeah. all right, so
1: it's going to be a little longer. It's going to be a few months, whatever. But um, the the phrase, when things go back to normal, was said all the time, you know, and like people still say it now, not as often as they used to, but like that was the thing when things go back to normal. And as it pertains to college basketball, Tate, I think I, I, uh, when the tournament was initially canceled, I was like, "All right, this sucks. This obviously is unprecedented. We've we've never seen this before." But there's another season that's coming around, and like, yeah. if, if if it's two weeks to slow the spread, if it's two months to slow the spread, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, goddamn it! By by next season, we'll be we'll be back. We're we're, we're resilient. College basketball fit like I'm, we're not going anywhere, you know? Like, I didn't we didn't have a tournament this year, but that's going to make the next season even more fun, and it's going to like yeah. we're, we're gonna we're gonna appreciate what we missed. So then last season happens and there's no fans and, and it it was weird. It was like, you know, it was, we all know what, what it was, but it was like, yeah, we're, we're appreciative to have something. This is great. This is awesome. But it was also like the, the unspoken thing that, that became a spoken thing as the season progressed was like, this kind of sucks. Like it's, it's better than no (laughs) basketball, but like, if we're being honest, like these games playing in empty gyms, the fake noise that, that teams are pumping into the arenas, all that stuff is, it, 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 it really sucks. And it's stupid. And uh, I'll, I'll take it over no basketball, but like, come on, let's get, let's get those two weeks and slow that spread so we can get the season back. And, and I guess what I'm saying is now, if this is, this is the third season now that has been impacted yeah. by COVID and my fear that when, when the pessimism at 3.00 AM, as I'm staring at the ceiling laying in bed washes over me, Tate is like, this is, we're we're going to have COVID waves every winter. This is how like the disease seems to work. It's like, it's similar to like basically the common cold and the flu and everything else that like, as the weather sucks, yeah, like they're, they're, you know, so like college basketball seems like it's going to be on the receiving end of the COVID waves for however long we're dealing with this bullshit. And if that's the case, like when we do quote unquote, get back to normal in 60 years, Uh, is is college basketball as Like, I, I I'm worried about like it. It's because because like your idea of like of bringing back old players and all this kind of stuff. All of these all of these like staff, uh stopgap solutions to you know like give guys give guys an extra year of eligibility, make the transfer rule like you can transfer immediately. All this stuff that like feels like it's it's addressing like COVID problems. It's gonna stick around, and I'm I'm curious what college basketball even looks like in 10 years because like every year there's like, it's, it's like chaos. It's a crisis and we have to come up with things to address the crisis, but then the things we come up with to address the crisis, stick around. And before you know it, like, it's a crisis before you know it, there's like no conferences because these teams are just like, they've gotten so used to just scheduling their own schedules you know, like, like John yeah. Calperi's gotten so used to just picking up the phone on a Monday and being like, we got an open day on Saturday. You want to play? And like, and like that becomes the norm. I don't know. It sounds stupid, but like, this is what I think about it. Like four a.m. I'm like, what, what is this sport going to even look like? Because we, 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 college basketball keeps being impacted in a way that no other sport is impacted. Yeah. No other sport has been impacted. No other for profit, uh, uh, you know, like sport that has like national major network television contracts in this country has been impacted by COVID like college basketball has. It is number one by far. Um, and I, I don't see that stopping anytime soon. And I'm just like pulling my hair out, like, oh shit this might be
0: it. <laughs> no and i and i think the on top of that you know right the the covid part of it like you said is going to change college basketball already has changed college basketball but in the midst of all of this so has college but college basketball itself with nil and everything has fundamentally changed right and and so like within the COVID context there's also fundamental changes that are happening to the sport (laughs) you know what i mean so it's like it is actually changing and then COVID is also changing it so it's like it's taking this huge makeover and like you said we don't know what the other side of that looks like we don't we don't know if there's like an end date to some of these things where it was like this was for COVID purposes but now we don't need to do that But if we do it long enough, it becomes tradition or it becomes habit or, you know, and, and we get lost in this is how we do things. And so now you understand why Roy Williams is like, I want to get out. You understand mm-hmm. why coach K is like, I want to get out. You understand? Like some of these guys are just like, I, I don't, it's too much change. You know what I mean? This is too much. Like, they're overwhelmed with the change. They can't handle the change. And they are not Randy Marsh in 2008. Dancing around. <laughs> they, they are that change. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they are the uh, California way change. And, uh, it's it's it can get depressing. I mean, in one sense, you hope that, uh, you know, it leads to some innovative ideas that maybe make college basketball better, which I think in some ways it, it can. And then in other ways, it'll never be the same. And, and that kind of outlook is sort of where we are in general. You know, I mean, it's not just college basketball. It's the whole I world. I mean, like I know. It, it'll ne- there will never be there will never be normal. Right. Like yeah, that, you, no you'll, no, you'll never, yeah, you'll yeah. never like, I like the, the, the Disney vacation of that. Like we're going to go back to normal at some point. Like we're just going to like press pause and be like, Whoa, that that sucked. Let's, let's you, go. You, back. you like, you like come out of your house,
1: you open the door and like the sun shining. You're like, yeah. and all of a sudden the birds are chirping. You're like,
0: Oh my gosh. And the snow globe is That's like the, being built again. Yes, like so it's that, <laughs> slowly magically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that day is uh, going to happen. And I think no. that's why, um, you know, as the two of us, I mean, as normal people, you know, like you said, it, it's fatigue and that. But then also as guys who love college basketball and it, and it, it is a part of our makeup of who we are. Right. I mean, th- this is what we grew up loving. This is what we grew up in. We were not we did not adopt the dark. We were born in it. Yes. And the fact that the dark is changing and it's not it's not it's not what we New as a kid, obviously that has some impact. But then you throw a global pandemic on top of those changes, and it's a free for all for chaos. And uh, we're just trying to keep our heads on a swivel as best we can.
1: Yeah, I, that, I guess that's what I'm worried about. It's like change is inevitable, and I welcome uh, a, a fair amount of change because it's like it's fun. You know, the, the, yeah. the 1987 NCA was like, let's throw a three point line down. Let's see what it. happens. Yeah, and there are a lot of people that lost their mind, but it was like that's yeah, pretty sick. This this makes the game fun. Yeah, um, let's not. Give technical files for dunks. Let's see how that goes. Oh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, nice. I like it. sign is awesome. Uh,
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) change is good. We like change. I guess like it's just the the changes that are happening now are it's just gasoline being poured on top of gasoline on top of you know it's just like it's 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 on another level and it's all happening so fast and it's all like. We're living in these unprecedented. I don't know. Who cares? I don't want to talk. No.
0: About it I, I, well, I, I just think it's. I think it's. What, I think it's what in my mind, like COVID, like you know, COVID is it doesn't have a face, right? You know, but in my mind, the face of COVID is Kylo Ren, and uh, just because like I feel like he's like hated by everybody, and it kind of like fits, you know what I mean? But I but I see COVID, aka Kylo Ren, just yelling more, you know, at all, yes. like he's like more, more. Yes. And, yes. uh and we all are just like please we want less we want less we but- just
1: want less i, <laughs> I do think, I think
0: the, the one sliver of optimism
1: in terms of like sports being back to normal is um it does seem like the NFL and college football are already at this point where they're just like not testing people that if if you're vaccinated and asymptomatic they just don't test um which you know like i don't depending on your feelings, again I, I'm not here to like Say yeah. what's right and what's not or whatever. But if you're someone who's like, I want sports back, that's probably a good sign, right? That like, Because because that, that seems to be what's going on with... I mean, Ohio State, I know they're mostly... I don't know what the number is, but I, I think they might be 100% or whatever. Memphis is not, by the way. That, no. I don't know how much you want to talk about that. No, okay.
0: they're not, no.
1: What the hell, Penny? <laughs> what the hell is that?
0: What the hell, Penny? <laughs> that, that, that should be like a... Like a <laughs> like a new segment. What the (laughs)
1: hell?
0: hell, (laughs) They beat beat
1: Alabama. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, I'm i I'm not necessarily backing on Penny Hardaway, but like Memphis has my attention. And like this, this will be interesting to see how, but let's see what happens next date. And I never in a million years thought what happens next is Penny Hardaway lies about the vaccination rate of his team (laughs) forfeits a game or, or cancels a game like an hour before it tips off against Tennessee. Um, anyway i I, uh, I don't even know where I was going with all that i don't even know what i was <laughs> saying but i uh uh the, oh the, the the NFL and college football they seem to be yeah. not tested but that, but that seems to be what, what we're running into with some of these college basketball teams is guys are that that are vaccinated and, and asymptomatic or like one guy is sick so then like everyone I don't know every everyone tests and then everyone the the, the whole team's out because like one guy had a cough you know
0: well and and like, that, that, that's the other part of this I think a lot of people are, have gotten confused by like why is he getting placed in protocols Is because if you have direct contact with someone who right. has it then you immediately are in protocols it doesn't mean that you have it and I think that's right. what like some of the confusion is too because I had a friend of mine I just got back home and a friend of mine was like man I saw like the whole you know like the whole Lakers team at one point had code and I was like well I think two guys had it and then you know eight guys are in protocol you know what i mean so it's like and it's all nuance and that's why it's so hard because nobody likes you know i mean we like nuance but no one wants to get into the nuance when you talk about these types of things they want to have like a blanket answer of like what was the problem what was the solution you know how did it happen you know and we don't have those like straight answers with this too so i think that's what drives people crazy even more right because it's not like we have no one to blame we have no direct straight answer as to why it happened or how it happened you can point fingers all around anybody can take blame (laughs) and it's just like it's like the worst case scenario it it, is is
1: literally the perfect situation to just cause chaos and arguing and yelling it's like Like, people are
0: going to eat each other at some point you know what i mean that's how crazy (laughs) 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 oh my god just uh hey covid can you not can
1: yeah. you just? Can you just please not during Coach K's farewell tour of all seasons? I know. You know,
0: like I know. That's honestly, I thought the hell? That's What's why the we respect? were safe. I thought that's why What's we were safe. Because if Satan himself is having his final farewell <laughs> tour, you know what I mean? You would think that there's no way that uh, an infectious disease can interrupt that, but here we are.
1: I, I have learned during the show that saying I'm done talking about something is the most sure way to 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 uh, get that thing to be on the forefront of my
0: mind forever. I'm done Cause. talking about Carolina basketball.
1: <laughs> I've sworn off. The only thing I think I've sworn off more than COVID is Brad Stevens. So if <laughs> if like, I'm kind of waiting for the uh, report that Brad Stevens is going to be doing an interview and he's going to be like, yeah, I was going to take the IU job, but uh, I was worried about COVID and uh, the COVID situation in Indiana, so I, I, I said no to the job. And I think that's the perfect storm for me where I'm like,
0: that's God. when you that's when you completely break. That's like the final yeah. moment. Yeah. <laughs> You're staring at the ceiling at three in the morning. Yes.
1: <laughs> Brian like, Stevens. I'm like, Jesus, take me now. Just please. I can't I can't anymore with this. Oh, uh man. let's talk about let's talk about something that's not uh well it is COVID related because the whole reason they played is because they're two <laughs> true, their two opponents couldn't play. But uh whatever to hell with that. Let's talk about the game itself. Uh North Carolina is dead um the 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 north carolina tar Heels are uh they, they you guys lost by what 30 almost 29 to kentucky 98 to 69 was the this was a uh, i put in my notes you'll, you'll like this this was a severe ass kicking tate because uh severe you see what i did there yeah yeah yeah, yeah severe ass kicking um, um severe wheeler severe wheeler has 26 <laughs> points RJ Davis, Caleb Love, and Leaky Black combined for 20 from North Carolina. So if, you want to, if you're want if you wondering what went wrong, I think you can just boil it down to, to just that right there. The guard play of Carolina was
0: not great. Yeah, what went wrong, Titus, is that Carolina agreed to this game without a scout. And I'm going to say mm. that again. They agreed to this game. And they went into it blind, and Hubert Davis said, This is what Coach Smith does. You know, we, we don't have to scout these guys. We play our game. They have and, to scout us. And, yeah. yeah, you got to scout them, us. Yes. We're Carolina, and everybody knows how good Carolina is. We're so good. This game opens up Titus, and R.J. Davis is bringing the ball up the floor. Severe Wheeler picks him up full court and just rips the ball from him and goes for a layup. This is early in the game. And the next possession down, R.J. Davis pushes Severe Wheeler, gets a foul called on him. And uh, I texted my brother at that time, and I said, we're going to get blown out in this game. And the rest of the game, I mean, you said Severe Wheeler had 26 points. He got escorted for 22 of those points, where R.J. Davis or Caleb Love or Anthony Harris, whatever guard was there, they just ran next to him and let him... You know, going yeah. for the easy layup. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so I, I think he scored four points, and the other 22, you should give some credit and assist to the Carolina defense because they, they did a really good job of letting that happen. They were, After the, yeah, no, go no, ahead. No, no, I was
1: saying, like, the Carolina guards are playing defense like a coach during a, a drill where, like, you have to finish – you have to finish the layup and the coach is like kind of providing a little defense, but not really. That's what Carolina's yeah. cards are no, like.
0: It literally is just running next to the guy where he just
1: kind of swipe as he goes up for the shot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: there was a point where severe Wheeler looked at the bench, like a Calipari and he just like kind of chuckled because he's like, man, like, I'm picking these guys up full court. They're making zero adjustments, and they're shook. Like, R.J. Davis, when he's bringing the ball up, Titus, one time, Severe Wheeler didn't pick him. I don't think he was in the game, but they didn't pick him up full court. And the way that R.J. Bro- brought it up the court, he was, like, doing spin moves, like, crossing up. There's nobody guarding him. You know what I mean? That's how shook he was in his mind from the pressure um, in this game. And, I mean, the real conversation is one, like, North Carolina, I've never seen North Carolina play, since 2010... When we played that year and went to the NIT after the national championship year, we lost to Duke by like 30 points at Cameron. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I remember that game vividly because I was like, oh, my God, you know, like this is an embarrassment for our program. But also we we're coming off a national title. So you kind of like let it let it. But this is three straight years of North Carolina basketball not being North Carolina basketball and not even. And a lot of people are like, what do you mean? Like North Carolina basketball, blah, blah, blah. like you expect to win every single year. I don't I don't expect to win a championship every single year. I expect to play Carolina basketball. I have no idea. These guys don't rebound. These guys don't run the primary break. These guys don't run the secondary break. These guys uh don't talk to each other. These guys don't play defense. These guys I mean, I've never seen anything like it. And then I shit you not Titus after the game, right? So I'm I watched this 30-point blowout. It's almost like at the end of it, I'm like pulling for Kentucky. I'm like, man, I I, I like the way these guys play. Um, They're picking up Carolina full court up 30, by the way, at the end of this game, which I'm like, I love it. Why why would you not? After the game, and this is my problem, after the game, Hubert Davis, who I've had some issues with with some of the comments he's made already this season, he said after the game that he went to John Calipari and said, I just want to thank you for, for what you did today, um, kicking our ass because our team needed needed that and they needed to to see what it was like, you know, to, to be the team that we want to be, we needed to get our ass kicked today. That's what he said to John Calipari. Now, I hope to God he didn't actually say that. I, th- I hope this was just in his press conference is what Hubert said because if he did say that to Calipari, I bet Calipari walked back to his locker room Laughing like a maniac. You know what I mean? Like like, what like what is going on? Like, thank God I don't have to worry about Carolina anymore. Right? That would be his takeaway if he actually said that to him. Like, I this team is nothing that I have to concern myself with. Um, Hubert's hyperbole is is at an all-time high. And after this game, him saying that, it I am I am concerned. I you you know we joke about the panic button. I have hit the panic button so hard that it's not even making noise anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have broken the panic button. <laughs> the there are no button, sirens. It was it's never broken. plugged in. It, 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 it was that, yeah. <laughs> no like, one's listening. It was I, it. I'm <laughs> slamming the button, and no one's coming to help me. And and I, and I honestly, I, I I was not shocked by the result of that game. That's the worst part about it. Like, when it started and RJ gets picked early in that game, I was like, oh, this is going to be a disaster. Well, and uh, uh, it was worse than I ever imagined.
1: I'll back you up on that, on, on, uh, that's not revisionist history that, uh, when, when Ohio state and UCLA both dipped out and it was pretty obvious that Carolina and Kentucky were just going to play each other in Vegas. Um, we, 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 both had plans to go to Vegas. We were going to go, yeah. we go to the CBS sports classic every time they have it, which even knows when they're going to have it. <laughs> they, didn't, didn't have they, have it. Last, they didn't have it last year. They didn't have it last year. They didn't Whatever. Um, but uh, I, I told you I was like I'm not going anymore if Ohio State's not playing. I don't care about. I'm not going to go just to watch Kentucky and and Carolina. And I was like, are Are you going to go? And you're like, honestly, I don't think I have. I don't, I don't think this is gonna. I don't think this is gonna yeah. go well for us. Yeah. Weirdly, you were like more confident in playing UCLA than you were playing Kentucky. Absolutely. UCLA is a better team,
0: but absolutely because Kentucky was coming off Notre Dame. Calipari like. What Kentucky does and how they do things like La Familia, like everything that Cal does is Dean Smith adjacent. You know what I mean? Like he, he's taken a lot from Dean Smith and that's how he like runs his, his program. And so the fact that you're like getting your ass kicked by someone that is stolen from your leader, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's sick. It's twisted. Everybody's,
1: everybody's stolen from Dean Smith. I
0: know, but the Calipari, like he admits that he's like, Dean Smith's my hero. is my favorite coach. That's like my guy. And then for him to do that to Carolina, something that he has a reverence for. And then to, it, it almost to be a joke. You know what I mean? Um, Hubert, it, he, that, that's concerning. If Hubert was
1: like, if Hubert's takeaway from this game was like, this was good for us because we have to learn how to lose before we can learn how to win. I, I I don't love that. I, I've never loved that line of thinking. <laughs> we have to learn how to get our ass kicked to to be good. I don't think you do. I no, don't think that's how. I think like good. Te- no. I think the teams that win national championships usually don't get their ass kicked. No, they usually and, are just like good all year, right?
0: <laughs> and, and he's and he's the one that has put that onus on this team. He said at the start of the year that they were a national championship caliber team. He said after the Tennessee game, Titus, and this is verbatim. He said, "You would never see his team play with that lack of effort again." and and you know what he was right because they played with less effort this time around so I mean that that I guess he didn't lie to us that time um I I there's one there's a difference between optimism and delusion and I already told you guys I'm delusional so like you know I can speak on delusion as an expert like delusion is what is happening with this program and the fact that after the game it was trying to be spun into a good thing this is this is chaos. Roy Williams was not at the game. That was the first game he had missed. So, like, you didn't have your safety blanket of, like, hey, coach, coach like, what help, do I do? <laughs> help, help me out at halftime. Like, what do we do here? You're like, yeah, none of that. And and you get exposed, and you get blown out. And Hubert's a first-year head coach, so I, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But when you say these things, like, we're a national championship team, Caleb loves the best defender in the ACC, uh, Leaky Black's going to play in the NBA. Like, you say these things, and... There's there's NBA people I know. Like I texted a, a friend of mine this weekend because uh, before the game, he, uh, Hubert had said that uh, Caleb Love was a lock for a first round pick. So I texted my friend I said, who works in the front office and does scouts for them. I said, "Hey, what what is Leaky Black like? Is he a first round pick? Question mark? Like just generally asking." He said, "No effing way!" All caps. <laughs> so like you know what I mean? You say these things. That are that are just not gonna I mean, maybe they come true if Caleb Love completely changes how he plays over well, the next three months. But like you say these things and then they're not close to reality. And I know they're trying to be optimistic optimistic, but it it lends yourself to like this credibility issue, right? Where everyone's like, can I even take what he says? at face value because it's delusional. (laughs) It's delusional. Like, what are you talking about?
1: Well, the the, the silver lining, Tate, as you said, this was not, North Carolina is not playing Carolina basketball, so you could argue that Carolina actually hasn't lost in the last three years because they're not playing Carolina basketball at all.
0: I I just don't understand what happened to, like, (laughs) Titus, when you think of North Carolina basketball, like, in your mind, a a team makes a shot, What do you immediately think? Like Carolina runs to quickly is an inbounds and tries to beat them down the floor for a layup. Right. That is Carolina Carolina basketball. Carolina,
1: I would say for the longest, like the last decade or so, um, I would say Carolina, Rick Pitino, uh, the Rick Pitino era at Louisville and uh, Tony Bennett of Virginia are the three most distinct styles of play that like like, you know what exactly what it is I know exactly I don't need to know who is on Rick Pitino's Louisville roster I don't need to know who Tony Bennett has coming back for Virginia I know exactly what that team's going to look like this year because I've seen it a million times and then those coaches have hammered it home like this is how we play this is how we're going to play if you and I played for Carolina Roy Williams would have us playing that way he doesn't care about it he's like you're going to play this way this is how we play so to your point I agree with you that like when you watch Carolina now you're like this the jerseys do say North Carolina,
0: but this is but this is not North Carolina. I this don't know. Does know not it feel is. like North Carolina. Yeah. It, and, yeah, and it's and it's it's honestly, it's not for <laughs> lack of talent. You know what I mean? Like that. That's yeah. why I think I'm so. I think that's why I'm so like flabbergasted because I, I cannot imagine having four McDonald's all Americans, as Brady Manick has pointed out, and having everyone on the team seem like they're just trying to get theirs, which is like the opposite of North Carolina. That's never been North Carolina. That's Duke basketball. Like that that's what they do over there. They're a bunch of selfish pricks. Like we we that's who they are. (laughs) Like why are we being that? Like what are we doing? You know what oh, I mean man. like that's yeah. that's that's the issue. And I don't think there's a fix uh, in in the current iteration. I do know this that if this keeps up, I feel bad for Huber because he's going to be the one that gets the blame for all this. And again, first year head coach, no experience as a head coach at this level. This is a lot to put on his plate. But when you come into the season and you say we expect to compete for a national title, yeah, you get people at this level. And then when you get blown out by Tennessee and Kentucky, they're upset. You know what I You're mean? You're learning the importance. He learned the importance very quickly of like
1: uh, of downplay. Of, downplaying and yeah why coaches do that why chris Holman every every august when i ask him how the teams look and he's like we're, we're dog shit we're yeah we just are we're not gonna how be." how about good. tommy tommy lloyd
0: said that arizona would be happy to finish 500 in the pac-12 that's what he said yeah. Yeah. now they're like the number one team in the country they might be the best team in college. yeah crazy but that that's the approach in like I like opt- I like optimism. I, I I like to think that I lean more optimist than pessimist. Uh, maybe not in these times, but once upon a time. But when your optimism leads you to de- like just delusion at the highest yeah. level, so much so that you are embarrassing. Like Hubert loves Carolina. I know he does. It, it means everything to him. Like you, but you are like that game that embarrassed our program, and yes. like he knows that. So I would have much rather him go in that post game and say, "Hey, I am a Carolina guy my whole life." I never wanted to be a part of a game where Kentucky are, are, Kentucky and Carolina are 1A, 1B as to who's going to win the most games all time, who's going to have the most mm-hmm. final fours, who's going to have the most national championships because John Wooden, you know, that's like a separate conversation. So, like, we're always, like, we compare ourselves to Kentucky. We look at Kentucky and we say, like, that's the public school that, you know, we're we're battling with them. So the fact that they just wipe the floor with us with their team, which isn't even that good this year, and they embarrass you and on a neutral site and basically wipe the floor with you, and then they're laughing at you. And your response is good. We deserve good, good. Wait, that, what? That's what? good for us. <laughs> What are
1: you talking about it's oh not oh my good. god
0: oh my god uh, uh as you can tell i'm i'm delusional and i and i and i uh well i'm fired up yeah
1: i'm glad i'm glad it was uh carolina and not ohio State. i'm glad ohio state didn't play kentucky because I, I i was really scared that, that kentucky was going to beat ohio state if, if they would have played in vegas kentucky just, was coming
0: don't... in to blow out somebody and yeah. i don't know why we agreed to be that team yeah that, you that's should what have i'm agreed. confused about yeah, yeah you, sh-
1: you guys should have played unlv or something or just uh, scrimmage, just scrimmage. yeah, scrimmage each other like Tennessee did when Memphis <laughs> didn't show up. Do that. i think
0: that's what we should have said it was a scrimmage you know what i mean we should have scrimmaged yeah, them on tv and get blown out and then just be like <laughs> hey it doesn't count it was just a scrimmage
1: hubert should have covered the post game press conference but they were keeping score was that was that <laughs>
0: yeah he's that like that was trying to learn lessons today yeah yeah, yeah. he's like
1: i was throwing stuff out there just to, just to try it it was experimental i thought that was a private uh, scrimmage i didn't know that was um all right let's take a break we'll come back do a little pac-12 update and-
0: try to have some fun, put a smile on our face. (laughs) First
1: half of the show was just complete misery.
0: (laughs) Yeah, sorry guys guys, looking for that extra confidence when you're trying to have some fun? Let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. BlueChew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com. And guys, here's a special deal for you. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code Tate at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code Tate to receive your first month free.
1: All right, college basketball fans, are you looking for daily fantasy options for college basketball? Then you need to try the award-winning app Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We love this; we know you will too. We talked about Prize Picks on the show a little bit. That's uh, they they offer any prop you can think of, from points scored to rebounds, even steals. Uh, the I've I've said this before; I'll say it again. I I fall in love with these over under .5 stats. Um, you, you, you make your pick on a guy to get one assist in a game. That's all it takes. One rebound. That's all it takes. Uh, the, is Price Picks taking going to start doing – never mind. Bad idea. I was gonna say, like, can, can we gamble on like how many games are going to get canceled, over under? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yet, I, they, they got I don't think that's in it. there, but <laughs> uh, they're working on it.
1: They're developing the algorithm as we speak. Uh, yep. Price Picks also allows mixed sports entries, so you can uh, you can do college basketball, you can do NBA, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. All of our listeners, that deposit and use promo code TNT receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. PricePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both App Store and Google Play. And don't forget to use promo code TNT to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's promo code TNT for 100% instant deposit match. Check out PricePix.com. PricePix is daily fantasy made easy. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I wanna tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. And boy, if you're someone who subscribes to a certain, uh, we're not gonna mention competitors, but uh, we all we all know what happened with this Disney situation with the, you know, you wanna talk about getting your TV together. If you're one of those people and you're ready to get your TV life together, boy, do we have answers for you. TV Stream, it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, get rid of having to check your email to see if they've sorted out these, these deals that they're making with all these places. Forget all that. Get your TV together with TV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package.
0: Everyone likes a great deal. Like savings, markdowns, and lunch specials. But when it comes to car insurance, we know the right place. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates for your ride. Your friends don't have to have a connection or call in a favor. State Farm offers options like insuring your ride and your home. Getting you great rates on both. Now that's a deal. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to
1: statefarm.com for a quote today. This time of year sucks, Tate. This time of year, especially is, on the uh,
0: East Coast, so dark. It's, yeah, it's like easy to get in lulls. Like get the holidays
1: in, you know. in general, too, because like I think the holidays for a lot of people are supposed to be you. You, you picture the Norman Rockwell painting, yeah, exactly. And then you, the reality is not that. And then you look and around. Nobody's like, reality is really yeah. Like that. And you are like, if
0: it looks like that, there is always what people, the hell
1: is know. my life? And it kind of sets in. And it gets dark at three thirty, and all that stuff factors into it. So get ahead of it before it gets you. Go, go get help. Go, go get the go talk to someone uh, better help is customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to it's much more affordable than in person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used better help online therapy I I have used a therapist my entire life I cannot recommend talking to someone enough Titus and Tate listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com Tate that's better h slash Tate all right, quick Pac-12 update. Uh, not a ton of like big juicy bullet points um, that, that we need to hit, but but we haven't done one in a little bit, and I and I think uh, America needs to be uh, up to speed on what's going on out out here in the West Coast. Which, by the way, uh, right now, as of this recording, Tate, there are six undefeated teams in college basketball. Five of them are west of the Mississippi River, and the sixth is LSU, which is like on the Mississippi oh, River.
0: That's on the river, yeah, yeah. It's on the river.
1: It's basically, if it, it, you know, we could we could lift the river up and just move it a mile to the east, and now it's all six. But uh, so the West Coast uh, is 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 very healthy right now. Um, Colorado State. I wanted to shout out Colorado State first uh, out of the gate. Undefeated. Colorado, undefeated colorado state is they're one of the five teams west of the mississippi undefeated they lead the country in field goal percentage at 53% they eh? uh they are second in three point field goal percentage at 43% behind south dakota state and they are second in free throw percentage at 81%. so if you're if you're a guy like me who likes to see teams that make shots this is the team for you. this team is undefeated. they were supposed to play alabama um when was that game? that was going to be today. was that today? that was going to be today. tuesday. yeah. uh yeah. It was yeah it was supposed to be today um it got canceled cuz of covid but uh i, I was <laughs> i was so excited going to do this show and and make the argument that Colorado State Alabama had potential to be the game of the year in college basketball Ooh. i was excited i was excited to put my hipster college basketball hat on and be like i don't I, like know that. How, I don't know how much this is on anyone's radar but this game could be nuts cuz both teams yeah. have, have Alabama's offense hasn't been as good as it should be, by the way. But both teams should have great offenses. It would have been a ton of fun. Anyway, Colorado State is undefeated. So, uh, shout out to them. Uh, moving on. Oh, I should have started with this. I, I don't know why I did um, North Carolina State got their, uh, the, their penalties from the NCAA. IARP. The yeah, yeah. The, 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 the AARP. <laughs> A-A- A-R- <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> that's another thing that I swear I'm done with is talking about all the FBI stuff and And then it it comes back. It always, it always finds a way to come back. Um, So North Carolina state, basically the the, the big news is that North Carolina state will not get a postseason ban uh, like Oklahoma state did. But (laughs) uh, that, so that's like good news, I guess the, the bad news Tate, is that Mark Godfrey was given a one year show cause by the NCAA. Yeah. Which now means that Mark Godfrey could be fired from Cal State Northridge for cause. They could just fire him now and not have to pay him, and and they can just wipe their hands of it all and, and be on their way. And I don't love that. We're, we're we 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 like Mark. We like Mark Godfrey having the asterisk. We we protect the asterisk is what I say. Do not fire yes. this man. Keep yes. him around. Yes. Keep doing your internal investigation. Don't let the a the I R A double C.
0: <laughs> Don't let them What's get it to
1: Yeah.
0: IARP? I-A- IARP, yeah. IARP. Uh, who cares what they have to say? Do your own
1: internal investigation uh, where Mark Gottfried is the only source of that investigation. Yes. And then come to your own conclusion, Cal State Northridge. But Mark uh, Mark Gottfried is, is now actually in jeopardy of being fired because they could fire him and not have to pay him a dime. And
0: I guess... Not a dime back. Right, not a dime back. back. <laughs> uh, so... Th- yeah, I mean that. that no, that, that was huge news, and I was in North Carolina, and uh, a lot of state fans uh, were very excited. Again, they were they were sure that the NCAA, who loves North Carolina so much and lets them get off easy, was going to bring the hammer down on them because yeah. everyone wants to attack NC State. So it was nice to see all the state fans. And then the best part about it was, you know, all the state fans after the fact they were like, "We've had a cloud hanging over our recruiting for the past however many years. I can't believe that." Da, da, da. And you're like, "Oh yeah, you guys sound like what we were saying." Uh, not that long ago. Um, They were also very upset when Carolina got off free. They were saying that uh, this was immoral, but when they got off free, they were like, finally, some some justice, some freedom. Um, But if you're Oklahoma State, you have to hate the IARP because the IARP yes. obviously is the way to go. And the independent, you know, I mean, they they had all the documents. They had text messages that were like, I am coming down with a check for $40,000 to give to this trainer, to give to Dennis Mitchell. Like they had it all written out. Like it was direct, like this money was transferred from this account. Mark Godfrey flew on a helicopter to Dennis Smith's house. You know what I mean? It was like, it, 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 yeah, this literally, was like all, it was like all like, you know, mapped out like how this whole thing went. There's like a, they had like the, the trail of calls. They're like, he called him eight times to tell him that, da, da, da. and, and yet somehow at the end of all that, you're just like, Hey, look, $5,000 fine, one scholarship loss. The, really, the only yeah. big hit that you get here is the assistant coach uh, gets seven year show calls and Godfrey yeah. gets one year show calls. So, like, they're the only ones that are affected. I'm happy because, as you know, I love Junior Smith. Uh, that's what I call Dennis Smith Jr. I've always been a big fan of his. He was a big Carolina fan until Adidas and the Bag came around and Mark Godfrey showed up in a helicopter. So, I'm happy that he's done with it. I'm happy that he I doesn't have to Robert worry.
1: Godfrey just like hovering over Dennis Smith's house, just throwing cash out of a helicopter. Uh,
0: <laughs> I, I would not be surprised if that's how it played out. You know what I mean? Like making it rain. Like he's just making it rain over top of his Fayetteville home. Um, Oh, it, it honestly it, it's great it's great that it's over Whoa. with That's that's like the big takeaway but like you said mark gottfried he's gonna be done i mean th- you can't have this guy as your coach He's
1: probably done yeah um, yeah but maybe not i don't know let's protect the asterisk let's do what we yeah. can let's uh, crazy how, thing, how can I things
0: hard. have happened yeah yeah he yeah. needs us um, we should be his brand guys
1: yeah, <laughs> the, the the other thing that uh, uh, stood out to me from this, which is something we've already known, but the the NCA and these committees and panels and whatever the hell else they got leading the charge here, uh, truly are toothless. Like that's we we already knew this, but just to have another data point to be like, oh yeah, so you guys do nothing. You guys are worthless. Um, that's that is going to get more and more fascinating as. Uh, we move forward in the name image likeness era and like basically everything is legal now, but they're still like technically like, the, like the floodgates are going to open the, the, they already kind of are, but they're just going to, uh, cause, cause right now the NCAA is trying to like still, there's only certain name image likeness deals you can do and you got to do it yeah. a certain way and you got to run it by these guys. And all of that is just going to get blown wide open because if Mark Godfrey is throwing cash out of a helicopter to Dennis Smith at a time when Pain. At a time when getting cream cheese on your bagel was an NCAA violation, then for yeah. God's sakes, like <laughs> what, what happens what, next? What yeah, happens yeah. next? Why do we need the NCAA? Which was something we've already known, but like to have to have it staring you in the face. To have like the NCAA come out and and basically say themselves, "You don't need us. We do nothing." Like here's 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 our findings, and at the top of the page it says, "We did nothing. We we yeah. serve no purpose." Um, yeah. That's pretty crazy to, to, to watch, like, yeah, to watch this all unfold. And um, the it, fact that, like,
0: yeah. No, I, I was going to say, it's also really smart of them to not hand out you know the, these postseason bands right now where they are teetering you know like they're on the verge of being irrelevant and wiped off the face of the earth by all these organizations who have all wised up to right. the fact that they do nothing so if, right. you, if you start giving everyone postseason bands that had like Oklahoma State's already going to come at their neck you know what I mean but if you give it to NC State they're going to come you know what I mean then you got fires everywhere and I think what they did that was smart or the IARP whoever it was like they were just like we just want one fire just so just, that we show yeah. that we have some power but we can't have more Multiple fires because we can't yes. put them out. You know what I mean? Like we we, we don't we don't need that sm-
1: if, if there's only one fire, it's like man, that sucks for Oklahoma State. If there's a lot of fires, it's a crisis and it's a yes. It's Everyone's like, of, why are we yeah. listening to these guys? Yeah. Yes. yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Oklahoma State. Um, <laughs> I know. Moving on to the Pac-12 update, uh, I want to shout out UC Davis, who is four and zero since losing to Academy of Art University. But you won't hear <clears> the mainstream <throat> media talk about that. Everyone nope. just piled on when they lost to. Academy of Art um but they they're on a four game winning streak. Uh Academy of Art is also 4 zero since then. Um but but the the four teams that UC Davis beat were they played Pacific twice. They played an NAI team, NAIA team, and then they beat Oregon State. So Oregon State is a uh, Oregon State is very bad. Oregon yeah. State. <laughs> Oregon State and Iowa State just like stepped into like some like identity switching chamber and just stepped out and they they adopted each other's identity. they had a Freaky Friday situation I think
0: yeah Oregon I, I still wouldn't be shocked if Oregon State won the Pac twelve tournament and went to the went <laughs> yeah. to the actual tournament again
1: Oregon State what what are they one and ten right now they went to the lead eight last year and they're one and ten <laughs> meanwhile Iowa State is undefeated and was two and twenty two last year <laughs>
0: yeah like what like what even what is, is happening yeah. Um
1: but Academy of Art is—they uh, play at San Francisco next Tuesday. That's the—we've the, we, had this circled on our calendar forever. But I got yeah. This leads me to the next Pac-12 update, which is that San Francisco lost at Grand Canyon. So the 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 dream season, the the dream scenario, I should say, of Academy of Art handing San Francisco, UCLA, USF their first loss um, is off the table because Grand Canyon beat beat the Dons um, on Saturday. But then uh, USF turned around and beat Arizona State the very next day. Isn't that insane that they played back-to-back games? Like that was kind of like COVID situation. They scheduled it that way. They're like, we want to play back to back. That's what we're trying to do. We want to. We're an NBA team.
0: <laughs> so, so transitive property says that grand Canyon is better than Arizona state. Right. So like, I, I think that's what it means. Yeah. 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 That's good news. I mean, Grand. So grand Canyon is the second best team in Arizona. I think that's where you have to, I, that's yeah. That's, that's to the draw. only thing yeah. that I, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think that's, Congratulations, I think that's Coach <laughs> Bobby uh, Hurley, man. What how hot is that seat now? My goodness. Every single time we talk it gets hotter. But Arizona State could say we beat
1: Creighton and then Creighton we won at Creighton and then Villanova lost by twenty at Creighton. So we're better than Villanova. But then I would say is being better than Villanova mean anything this year? This year. Yeah. This year I don't think that means and if much you're of
0: anything. UCLA, does that overtime win now look bad that you went to overtime with Villanova? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Villanova's got Xavier
1: tonight, so I'm scared to pile on him too much. But oh my god, Fraud City coming out of coming out of Villanova. I mean, like that is they've had. They I I wrote this down because it blew my mind. They had they had four assists against Creighton, dude. Four for a Villanova team. This coming after the Baylor game, they had five assists. So I went back and I was like, this is – this is you want to talk about identities of, of Carolina basketball and, and you know, mentioning Louisville and, and Virginia. Villanova's right up there with, like, style of play. of Like, no matter who's on the roster, you know they're going to average 38 passes of possession and, you know, yeah. and have a bunch of guys that can – can do at least 25
0: assists in a game. Yeah, exactly. Yes,
1: yes. They, that's that's what we know out of Villanova. So to see them have nine total assists in their past two games boggled my mind. So I went back to look it up and I was like, what What are the in the last 10 years? What are the fewest assists Villanova's had in a game? It is it is the Creighton game. That was the worst. That was the worst game they've had in 10 seasons. Uh Four assists at Creighton. They had five at Baylor on Sunday. They oh, had wow. five. They had five in the 2017 NCAA tournament loss to Wisconsin in the second round. You remember that game?
0: Yep, Nigel uh, Hayes.
1: And then they had five in a 2012 game at Georgetown when Villanova entered the game 11 and 16. That was like a down year for Villanova. They sucked. And Georgetown was ranked ninth in the country, so like that was more a factor of like Villanova just sucked that year.
0: Yeah, so
1: that's it. Those are the only times they've had five or fewer assists in a game in the last ten years, and two of them happened in the last two games. <laughs> yeah, which is
0: that, I mean that's insane. I also think that this is uh this is like a real meta take, but I think they have too much tape on Gillespie. Like I think, I think mm. the teams, teams that are scouting Gillespie know exactly if he goes left, he's gonna pull up. Like yeah. if he goes around the screen, he goes left, he's gonna pull up for the jumper right there. Like they all know exactly where his spots are and where he wants to get to. And Gillespie is a little bit limited, of course, but like he obviously is a, is a great player, great college player. And then Justin Moore, who's supposed to be the guy, you know, I'm not sure he is that guy. And th- we talked about. It. I mean, they they just You're tried that to that guy, find- pal. <laughs> you just had that guy, pal. And uh, I think that they are trying to find their identity a little bit. But I, I do feel for Gillespie because it, it does seem, if you watch these games, where it's like all on his shoulders to kind of figure it out. And he's also the top guy that that teams are kind of you know they they know who he is now. Yeah. And uh, that's well, been frustrating. But I think they'll figure it out. I think the J Wright will figure it out.
1: I mean that's that's what it is. Like I, I said last time we were talking about Villanova, it's like Gillespie is supposed to be the guy that sets everyone else up. He's not supposed to be the guy that does it all. Everything. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, got yeah, yeah. to do it all. This team. He's just not good enough. And that's not like a slight to Gillespie. He's he's a he's a very good college point guard, but um, he's not a guy that's you know. He's not gonna go average
0: twenty-three points a game especially when they're taking away what you want like when they're taking away your number one option, you know, if you're Gillespie, it's like now I'm playing left-handed and I also have to carry the load for this team, uh, you know, not only facilitating but scoring. It's just a lot to ask of him and they gotta figure out. They just got to divvy up some roles, you know what I mean? I feel like he's the kind of guy. He's wearing too many hats right now. And mm-hmm. and I think coach Jay Wright is smart enough to know, "Hey, Colin, love you to death, but we're asking you to do too much. Let's just try to let's just try to help you out a little bit and maybe that'll help the rest of our offense flow."
1: Oh, and the other note I had on this game, uh this is the fifth time that Creighton has beaten Villanova by 15 or more since joining the Big East. We you
0: called it before That's this crazy. game. Yeah, you said you said this is a, a game where Creighton either blows out Villanova. You know what one, one of these games Creighton's going to blow out Villanova. Creighton doesn't I it mean is. They're,
1: they're, they're, they they the Creighton has beaten Villanova and I think they've beaten they beat him in an overtime game one time, but it really does feel like every time Creighton beats Villanova it's an absolute bloodbath. Yeah. And then if 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 Creighton doesn't blow out Villanova, the Villanova wins. It's the weirdest. It's one of the weirdest matchups. It's one or the other. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Those are the only things that happen. Villanova wins or Creighton wins by 20. Um, (laughs) Anyway, back to the Pac-12 update. Uh, The last note I had is that Arizona received a first place vote in the AP poll, uh, which is the, the, they're the only team in the country other than Baylor to receive a first place vote, Uh, but they're, but they're ranked like sixth. So people haven't caught up. Some people have, some people have caught up that Arizona is very good, but, but somehow Arizona is ranked sixth, even
0: though they're getting first place votes yeah, um, I don't know. Make did sense you see? Of that for me. Did you see Seth Davis still had him at eleven in his top twenty-five? Oh, <laughs> the Arizona fans are going crazy. Dude, they were really... Seth.
1: Seth and when Seth's clock hits nine p.m. East Coast time, he makes a warm glass of milk. He, he drinks <laughs> it. He starts rubbing on his belly, and he tucks himself in for bed. I mean, he's not watching yeah. Arizona bad. I don't blame Seth. It's okay. It's fine. But this all is, the, is this is the importance of the pact twelve update. This is why we have to do this. Is because people yeah. go to bed early and they don't understand what's going on out on the West coast. And we're watching it. We live there.
0: So we watch it. We see it. We know what's going on, but I, I, I found it fascinating in one sense that he did that. But then the other sense, it got me fired up because I saw, you know what I saw? I saw the blue blood Wildcats, you know what I mean? I saw the fit. Fa- like when you're a blue blood, you just got like these fans that just come out of the woodwork to really attack anyone that's attacking the team, you know, and yes. you haven't really seen that in a long time from Arizona, especially with the Sean Miller fatigue. Uh, he's probably a better face for COVID Sean Miller. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll work through that. Um, but yeah, but in general, you know what I mean? Like the fact that the blue blood Arizona Wildcat Lute Olsen diehards are like in the comments again. Got yes. me fired up. I was like, I love yeah, to see this for the pack. You're guys. absolutely
1: right. We spent a lot of time talking about whether Blue Blood's being dominant is good for the sport or not. And um, I I don't really know or care. But what I do know is that Blue Blood fans mm. believing that their team is being disrespected and that their team is Nothing underrated better. and all that. And, and they, be, they believe in their team in a way that maybe the, the national media does not. That's great for the sport. That's great. We need like Kentucky fans are fired up because they beat the hell out of Carolina. And Kentucky fans are like we should be ranked higher. Yes, and I, that's that's great for the sport. I don't know if they should. They probably shouldn't. You lost to Notre Dame, but I liked it. I liked that You're fired up. That's great. Me too. That's great. That's great I agree. for us. Um, I think that might be it. I think that might have been all ahead. Was uh, the, the only other thing I wrote down was just COVID question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, um, I need, I need to make sense of the uh, the Pac-12 COVID rules and the forfeitures because uh, Washington forfeiting versus UCLA, but the Arizona game was just postponed. It has my brain in a pretzel. And uh, I,
0: like, I, do you have a choice? Like, did, did one of the teams just say, "Hey, I don't even want to reschedule this game. Let's just take the forfeiture." I think you should have an option. You know what I mean? And like I think that's what it is. I
1: think like UCLA was like, "Let's just forfeit because like we don't want to risk losing." to Washington and maybe Arizona at the time didn't realize they were this good. So like they thought we might need more wins or so. Like maybe we want to yeah. rack up wins so we can win the pac 12. And I don't know. It, it's, it's fa- to to that point, I guess like what, uh, to talk, talking about like, what, if, if you're saying like, why would a team not just take the forfeit? Like, cause you need the, some teams are going to need the NCAA tournament resume boost. You know what I mean? Like Memphis Memphis is a team like that really hurts Memphis, not playing Tennessee. Not that they were going to beat Tennessee, but maybe they would have, you know, and not being able to have that opportunity to, um, they don't have a ton of opportunities left Memphis to prove that they're an NCAA tournament team. And that was certainly one of them. And, Penny Hardaway. What the hell?
0: <laughs> what the hell, Penny? And, and it, it was in one sense, it might've been smart because now Memphis in our mind is just, hey, last time we saw them, they beat Alabama. You know what I mean? And they can kind of ride right. that wave uh, as we head into the new year and we head into conference play. But like you said, I mean, that can't just be the one thing that they hang their hat on. But so. this is this is
1: another thing with like the COVID pauses that I remember from last year, like driving me absolutely nuts was like teams just disappearing for three weeks and then yeah. come and back. you forgot. You, you forgot, you forgot, forgot about it. And exactly. Dude, I, <laughs> please, don't, please don't. Please don't. COVID, please. I'll please. Back <laughs> Not like this. <laughs> Not in Coach K's final season. Please. I know, man. Um, I know. Anyway, uh, Arizona plays Tennessee on Wednesday, by the way. So they're at Tennessee. That that stretch that I, I think last time we did Pacto Update, I gave a rundown of Arizona. Arizona has a br- uh, schedule. They have that brutal stretch coming up. where They're at Tennessee, at UCLA, at USC, and then at Arizona State is mm. there this is their next four i believe um so i mean if, if 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 you're not aware of how good arizona is you should be aware by the end of those four or maybe i'm full of shit. maybe arizona isn't that good but we're gonna find out for sure in these next four because that is a gauntlet and i know arizona state sucks and we've made fun of arizona state forever on the show but it's a rivalry game on the road, you know? So Yeah,
0: exactly. I was going to say, anytime you play a game like that, like an in-state game, throw out the record books, yeah. you know what I mean? For lack of a better term. I mean, it's going to be a tough game. And if you're Arizona State, that's the one game that could save your season as far as being a complete, you know, throwaway right. away disaster. You know what I mean? So if we could beat Arizona when they're top five team, we're back at it, you know? Ken
1: Palm, for what it's worth, Ken Palm has a, a, his algorithm says that Arizona's losing these next three. Ten- at Tennessee, at UCLA, and at USC, so they're going zero three, and then they're beating Arizona State. So, oh wow, um, that's what they're up against right now. So if they if they split, not even split, I guess let's throw Arizona State out. Like you have to win that game. That's not yeah, a yeah, it, yeah. You, you can't lose. That's that not one.
0: even in the conversation. Yeah. 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 Uh, so those these, three games,
1: these three games coming up at Tennessee, at UCLA, at USC. You went two out of three. I've seen enough, and, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I my my belief in you is solidified. You know. Three true I'm, road games like that
0: in a row. I, I'm afraid that they lose to USC instead of UCLA, and then USC is like exactly what Coach Tide has told us. They're the best <laughs> the team in the Pac-12. Team. It might be the number one team in the country, which is hilarious. I
1: saw uh, USC is ranked higher now than uh, what? What year is it? It was like 1990 something. This is the highest they've ever been ranked now. During day. Oh wow! So it's been it's been
0: a very long time since USC has been ranked. side so there's another little. Pack 12 Nugget. Um, Nice. All right. Shout outs, closeouts. Yeah, let's do it. I I want to shout out Baylor. I don't know if you saw this, but Baylor is building their version of Cameron Indoor, and it's going to be on a lake. They're building a 7,000 seat arena, um, a brand new arena that's going to be there on the lake in Waco, Texas. And uh, they did like the renderings and put them out. And, you know, as I was looking at it, I was thinking to myself, Coach K is going out of the game. Cameron Indoor does it have the same cachet. And now Baylor, 7,000 people. You know what I mean? That's going to be a, a crazy environment. I mean, th- that's a very small, limited amount of people. Obviously, it's a small Baptist college. But 7,000 people, and they're going to be loud and rowdy, and they're going to have a top-ten team most of the time. I mean, that's going to be a fun place to go. They, so once that gets done in 2024, we got to go there.
1: We, we definitely have to check that out because they don't have a great – situation now currently currently
0: it's not great at all yeah
1: yeah i've never been but i have had the the, the few baylor fans we've interacted with have said like yeah it's it's we gotta figure it out we gotta figure it out for being national champions we gotta we gotta figure it out and it sounds like they did figure it out uh by the way director chris just told me that uh our director, who was a USC guy, so it was 1992 it was the last time. Um, oh,
0: George Raveling times.
1: Yeah, USC has not been ranked this high since 1992, so there you go. Uh, I want to shout out Virginia Tech, the Hokies, who on the last show uh, in passing without even really thinking about it, we were talking about the ACC and, and the mess that is the ACC and how uh, you, you believed in Duke and Carolina. Now we're just down to Duke. It's basically, who's the who, is Wake Forest the second best team in the ACC? Oh, uh, my God. Is, is it Virginia Tech? Who the hell knows? Um, and you mentioned Virginia tech and I said, Virginia tech is not good. And I didn't really even give it any thought or you're just like, you're like Virginia tech and I was like, no, they're not good. And let's <laughs> move, let's keep them moving. Um, and then I think that same day they beat St. Bonaventure by like 40. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I want to apologize.
0: To uh, to the Hokies out there. Well, and, and the Hokies have uh, they they're big fans of the program, friends of the program. Uh, shout out to uh, Mike Young, Mister November. Yeah. So we we like Hunter Couture. Storm Murphy has ruined my life before, so I I, I know Storm Murphy well, and uh, I I root for him. But I watched like ten minutes of that same Bonaventure game. It was it was kind of like a it was kind of like a turn the corner moment for this season for Virginia Tech a little bit. I, I think mm-hmm. that they're going to be. I think we'll they're going to be who we think they are once we they get got, to ACC play.
1: They got well. They got Duke on Wednesday, so they're at Duke on Wednesday. So we'll that's find a, out that, soon that, enough.
0: And, and you know how it works. Like Virginia Tech kind of took Maryland's spot as like the upset spoiler team to come down yep. to Cameron Indoor and like you know get some upsets in there. So that's gonna be fun. Wednesday. Wednesday's a good day. Tomorrow will be, be a day good day. for basketball. Uh, yeah.
1: By the way, uh, uh, never forget the Cameron Crazy Storms. Cameron Indoor Stadium when they beat Virginia Tech one time. So yeah, uh, this is this is a this is not a game that
0: Duke fans take lightly. <laughs> How embarrassing! Oh my god!
1: Oh uh, no! Uh, shout out Virginia Tech. I uh, I I still am not sold that they're like uh, uh, they deserve to be ranked or anything like that. I mean, like it's it's not good ahead of ourselves. Their best wins are St Bonaventure and Maryland. So um you know but but the, so the, the fact the, the fact that you beat St Bonaventure by forty like the, as on the same day that I was like you guys aren't good. That's uh.
0: They must have listened. Uh, uh, maybe maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. Mr. November put that up as bulletin board material. He yeah. was like, you want to see what Club Trillion saying about you guys? Said you suck. Yes, <laughs> uh,
1: I also want to shout out the Crossroads Classic. It is dead. Rest Ooh. in peace to the uh, Crossroads Classic. It had a nice, I think, 11-year run uh, where Purdue, IU, Butler, Notre Dame played a doubleheader in Indianapolis. Um, it, th- this was the last one. It, they, they played it uh, last they played it last weekend, uh, this past weekend, and um, that was it. That's the it's the last one. It's over. The final tally: Indiana was eight and three, Butler was six and five, and Purdue and Notre Dame were both four and seven. Tate. Oh so there's wow! Your, there's your crossroads. Indiana
0: owns the crossroads classic. Yeah, here. this was th- this is why Indiana's like, yeah, we're done with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's wrap but this thing I, up. I think
1: it, it was a great idea because you know you have four big schools in one state and they're all basketball like Notre Dame's more of a football school obviously but they got a proud basketball tradition too and yeah. it, was, it was it was something that was a very good idea on paper and I think people were really into it at the start and ultimately from my perspective as a guy that doesn't live in Indiana anymore and I'm just watching from afar I feel like it ran out of gas because Purdue and Indiana never played and I don't necessarily think they should have played but when you kind of when you're watching it and you realize that they're never going to actually play in this thing and it's just going to be Indiana versus Butler, Indiana versus Notre Dame, Purdue. you know, like those are the same matchups and it doesn't, it doesn't really, I, I don't know. It doesn't really know get the saying. juices flowing. At some point yeah. you needed Purdue and IU to play in this thing to make the event special. And they never did because they can't, because they're in the same conference. And I think that's ultimately what killed it. That's what killed it for me. Like I was into it at first and then, it was just Indiana playing Purdue or Indiana playing Notre Dame or Butler. Isn't special because it's always like IU will always go into that thing thinking we have to win this. If we lose, it's embarrassing. And Purdue is yeah. sort of the same way. And that's not what makes the event great. What makes the event great is like all four teams thinking if we lose this is embarrassing. You know?
0: Mm. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. So. No. I'm hundred anyway. percent. I'm there with you. And it does suck that they like couldn't add one more game in there. You know what I mean? Like what? Why not? Like I know it's I conference, one, but whatever.
1: One person, uh, one idea I saw—I forget where I saw it. Maybe someone texted me or whatever. But uh, I, someone had the idea to revive it by doing a quadruple header just all day, where the the all the four teams in Indiana all host like a big non-conference game, and you mm. so you cycle in those. So like Indiana hosts, maybe that's when IU plays Kentucky. Like that's the nightcap is IU Kentucky, and it's Purdue Louisville the game before that, and then it's Notre Dame. I don't know. Pick a team. Western and, Kentucky. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just all kentucky teams
1: and then it's butler versus valpo in the opener <laughs> yeah perfect no uh that uh the, the, i thought that was a pretty good idea but they're not going to do that so.
0: anyway rest in peace
1: oh. crosswords classic it was a fun 11 years but it's dead now
0: yeah. Well, great tournament. Great event. Uh, I want to shout out John ja Moran. He just came back uh, and his team had an historic beat beat down 73 point win against OKC. And then last night they played OKC with John ja Moran healthy. They won. with They won by 73 without John ja Moran. John ja Moran played last night and they lost to OKC. Whoa. And after the Yeah. And after the game. He went to the press conference and basically was like, you know, a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, these fans in the same building were chanting MVP for me. And last night they were telling me to sit out. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, so I find that funny. You know, it was a very, like, it was like very, I'm not laughing, but also like message to the haters moment. Yes. So I, just wanted to, yes. I love John Morant, and I I know he's not necessarily 100% healthy right now, but I just love that, like, he went into that press game and he chose violence. You know what I mean? He was like, I, I am going to go in this press conference and let people know how I feel. Uh, you will not get away with trying to, like, sun my name uh, while I play in Memphis. And uh, you can't have the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. And, I just want to shout him out because I, I I like the, like the honesty of it. You know what I mean? Because like all these players hear this, you know, you know the ebbs and flows where like one day you're MVP, the next day get, get right. this guy off my team. But I just love to like John Morant, like of all people, like comes to that press conference, like you know, I heard some stuff tonight that I did not like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, oh man, I love this kid.
1: To be fair to the Memphis fans, you you win by seventy three, and then yeah, no, they're not, mean, yeah, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. That's that's. <laughs> That's a tough not one. Wrong. That's a tough yeah. one, John. <laughs> it was um, funny. Let's see, what else do I have on my list? I had, uh, oh, here's this one uh, the Kimpom stat of the week. So, as you know, I'm a, I'm a brand new Kimpom subscriber and I like clicking yeah. around on that stuff. And I have no idea what 95% of the shit means. Um, but there's numbers in my face and I'm like, cool. And I just keep clicking on stuff, trying to find is Ohio <laughs> State number one in anything? Is it yeah. anything? I'm just clicking. More. Uh, and one thing I stumbled across here's your Kimpom stat of the week is that Kimpom apparently ranks refs wow I't I didn't know this was a thing but he has a ranking for the best refs in the country and um I, I again I don't know how he comes up with this I don't understand the algorithm I'll never understand the algorithm but uh the algorithm exists and what stood out to me about this Tate is that the last two seasons of college basketball the number one ref on Ken Pom do you want to take a guess the last two seasons back to back champion number one bo Borowski. Bob Borowski. are you serious? One. The last two seasons. And Bo Borowski right now, uh, I actually have to double check. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good.
0: That's incredible. Let
1: me double check this.
0: uh, That's incredible. Honestly, as I said that, I I thought that was like the joking answer that like there's no way that could be who it is. No,
1: it's Bo Borowski. And right now, this is why I want to bring this up. Bo Borowski is ranked 29th on Ken Palm.
0: Oh, so So he's having a bad year. He's having a bad bad year. year. Yeah, Yeah, something's
1: happened. Um, Roger Ayers is fifth. John Higgins is third. I don't know. This is fine. This is. I, I this, love this is great. Description. Is TB no Teddy on there?
0: Is he? Is he? Is he applicable? Is he? Oh, is he up games? You know no, what that's I mean. Where Teddy Teddy is? He's got to be bottom fifty.
1: Seth Valentine is 49th Nice. Where? Where was Top he? 50. Where was he last year? <laughs> last year he was nineteenth. Nice. Year before he was twenty eighth. Okay. Has Teddy? He? Oh my god! Twenty eighteen he was number five. Nice. So Teddy Valentine's past his prime. Teddy Valentine yeah, is. Yeah, he's yeah. on the
0: other side. He's like LeBron. You know, like we, we know where we know where the apex was.
1: Do you think him and uh, when him and Joel Berry had that that moment? Do you think that he was turned the his death? Bank. That was yeah. the death of Ted Valentine and Carolina basketball at the same time. That was just like a
0: <laughs> honestly. I'm just. They had a duel. I, they both shot at
1: the same time, and it's. <laughs>
0: I, I don't forget 2019 because Kobe White we were a one seed you know what I mean I don't forget that year that was a great year but um it, it's it's been forgotten in the ether because we've been so bad you know what I mean like uh-huh. that's that that's the craziest part about it and we can't even save ourselves because this year we got Harrison Barnes playing like an all star you got Cam Johnson on the number one team in the Western Conference and no one's talking about that Nobody all cares. they're talking about is Caleb Love
1: and yeah. I'm like I'm
0: I I will not I will not talk about Caleb Love anymore. <laughs>
1: I um I wanted to shout out Wisconsin volleyball won the national championship. I watched, uh, watched that match against Nebraska. It was awesome. I love women's volleyball and uh, Yeah,
0: women's volleyball is awesome. I
1: I don't understand why it's not bigger in this country. That should be um that that, that should be something we all rally behind. That's that nope. that is like every bit as entertaining as men's
0: volleyball. If not more, Dude. honestly,
1: cuz men's is just like Men's is not. men's is too men's, much. Men's is yeah. a little too much. Yeah, yeah it's, a
0: little, like, it's like it's like too much. Like it's just it just like it's almost like jarring, you know. Men's is but, not fun. It's just like no. terrifying. You're just like, <laughs> Jesus, turn it down a little bit. Yeah, you're, like calm down, Ted. <laughs> uh, but when you're in high school, at least like when I was in high school, like the basketball team, the soccer, like we would go to the women's volleyball games like on Friday nights at seven o'clock. And it was like the big event, you know, it was like going to, it was a huge game, you know, we play our rival schools and like the, the guys from their basketball, soccer team, whatever would come baseball team would come and watch the girls play. And then we'd watch our girls play. And then, you know, a bunch of the, the girls that played on our high school volleyball team ended up playing at NC state and ECU and all these places. So, I mean, it was. I love women's volleyball. I think it's a great sport, and it's also a great spectator sport. And there's a lot of like, you know, it's chippy in there. You know, you got parents mm-hmm. in there. You got people getting upset. You know, you got like, it. It's a great sport. So shout out to Wisconsin. Awesome. Congratulations, we, good one. In, in
1: high school, we used to uh, the, the way the scheduling worked was like the volleyball team. I think would play on Tuesday. the The same school that we would be playing as a football team that Friday. Nice. Know? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, the Tuesday would be a great. It was like a great, like it, it was like the way for precursor. the football game. Yeah, yeah like yeah. the football, the all the, the football teams we would go. We wear our letter jackets, and then you'd see those assholes on the other side of the gym, and you just yeah. like stick your chest out and be like, "We're coming for you, Friday, Friday." Yeah, let's, let's
0: go. No, <laughs> and then there's always inevitably like the one guy on your team that dates the girl on the other high school right, team. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. And he's like pulling for right. her. And you're like, "Stop pulling her." You know? What yeah, like? he's sitting over on their side. You're <laughs> exactly. like, "What are you doing, he's dude?" He's like going back and forth. He's like dapping out the other guys Jason, on the team. You're like, "Jason, get <laughs> over
1: here." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. Uh, the last thing I wanted to shout out is that uh, yeah. this was brought to my attention yesterday. That there's apparently a new movie called national champions um starring jk simmons about like football college football like uh it, it, it looks horrible it looks absolutely horrible um but it's it's getting like semi-decent reviews i guess i don't know okay. i'm not gonna watch it who cares okay don't care okay. I, sports mo- most most new sports movies i'm out on unless like it, it's like overwhelmingly uh, like everyone's talking about how great it is you know so if it's like, if it's 50-50, you know, I'm
0: out. You know what movie I'm going to go see with my parents just because it's like nostalgia. It's like almost like I remember going to see The Rookie with Dennis Quaid when it came out with my parents. I was like, you know, 11, 12 or whatever it was. And it was like, uh, it was like not, a, not the, you know, like when I was 11 and 12 was a great movie, you know what I mean? But you kind of just like, you watch it again, you're like, oh, it's a little bit cheese. I'm going to go see American Underdog. You know what I mean? American <laughs> yes, Underdog. I'm not
1: that shit. American yes. Underdog is no. giving <laughs> me,
0: it's giving me rookie vibes. I'm going to go no, see dude. it with my family. I'm going to see what it looks like because look, at the end of the day, Dennis Quaid is in this movie. Um, I, I'm more of a Randy Quaid guy, but I do like Dennis Quaid. I'm <laughs> more
1: of a Randy Quaid guy.
0: <laughs> but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go see that movie with my parents. That's what I decided. I saw the preview last night. And my mom's like, God, I love Kurt Warner. I was like, we should go see that. Like we, Jim, we should go check that out.
1: Jim, be sure to put that in the uh, title description for the show that uh, yeah. Titus and Tate talked about COVID and Tate's quote was, I'm more of a Randy Quaid guy. <laughs> 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 wing, yeah. uh, but in this movie, National Champions tape. Getting back to the point, um, they there's a this is brought to my attention that Jeffrey Donovan, uh, an actor, plays is in this movie has a very small role, and his the 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 name of the character that he plays in this movie is Mark Titus. Oh my god! And what? It has me in a tizzy trying to make sense of the tape because. I, I don't think I might, my ego is not, I'm not there yet. I'm a few years away from my ego being big enough to think that they like did this on purpose, that they named a character after me. But at the same time, this thing is about college sports. Um, this <laughs> the, the, Titus is not a popular last name. I don't know a ton of Tituses because uh, when, when I do notice them, they stick with me. So like, I don't I don't meet a ton of people with the last name Titus, uh, Mark is, I guess, semi-popular name, but like even that, like I don't know, I don't. When I was growing up in in school, there weren't, there was no other marks in my class, you know, ever. Yeah. So the fact that you're sitting down writing this movie, Tate, and you need to come up with a fake name. You're, you're telling me that your name generator spit out my name in a movie about college sports? I don't buy it. It's bullshit. Uh, but at the same time there's no way that they named this character after me. So I don't know what to believe. What the hell? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I think this is an NIL situation, right? This is your name. I think so. Not your image, you but it's your that? likeness. Do you have,
1: have you ever had a, a a Tate Fraser character that you know of? No. In any I'm, one,
0: I'm, one, I'm one of one. one, there, of one. There, there, there are no other Tate Fraziers. And if there are, I go by Anderson. You know you what I mean? The kid, so like, uh,
1: the kid in Yellowstone's named Tate. There's that kid. Yeah,
0: no, there's a lot of Tate's. You know I mean? There's a movie Little Man Tate, you know, there, there's there's tons of Brandon Tate. I mean, there are Tates are they're like just like there are Titus's around, like Titus Wellifer, you know what I mean? The actor. That's true. The, there are Tates and Terry Tituses. Tate, office linebacker, isn't he? Yeah. Isn't that Terry yeah. Tate? Yeah. Tate ca the former quarterback oh of God. Michigan. You <laughs> know Tate what I mean? yeah there's been lots of tates but like not tate frazier not that combination and not mark titus that combination so if anything you got to sue i mean my brother's a lawyer i'll get him on the phone and uh yeah we'll get this thing going dude we'll it goes all the way to the top
1: i think the thing i've heard most about is that like i could have been in this movie you just would have called me i I, I would have
0: yeah could you imagine if you did like a cameo in this movie where mark titus is like talking to mark titus and everyone's like oh my god (laughs) that's mark titus (laughs) <laughs> Dude, I, I I don't know. I, I really thought when I moved to LA that
1: my extra work would pick up and I would, I really had a dream. Like when Bill, I think I've told you this before. When, when I knew that, that Bill was with HBO and the ringer and we were, uh, was like owned by HBO or whatever it was. Like we had some sort of time with HBO. I really convinced myself that there was a chance that I could get on game of Thrones as one of the guys with his dong out, like walking around in the yeah. background. Yeah. I wanted that so badly for myself. You wanted to be
0: I, Ed Sheeran. You wanted to be like yeah. the cameo spot
1: yes but i wanted to be one of the one of the you know like when they're in like a a, a brothel or something and yeah. there's just naked people walking around i wanted to be yeah. one of those naked people i thought that would have been great for my legacy to have
0: my penis yeah. on hbo yeah but no unfortunately- someone looks up someone looks up your imdb credit as penis number four <laughs>
1: Oh man! All right, I think that might be it. I think we brought it home. I think we started this okay. show talking about something that we didn't. We were like, "This sucks. This is not fun." And then we ended it talking about, "Yeah, my penis getting on Game of Thrones." And that's <laughs> yeah. the beauty of our hey, show. <laughs> and Game of
0: Thrones is coming back, so I mean, it was very topical. You know what I mean? They they just said winter is coming, and uh, everyone's like, "I thought it already came." What the hell? <laughs>
1: All right, uh, best of luck to uh, all the teams uh, uh, hopefully playing this week. I'm not
0: even going to... Um, Wednesday. Tomorrow's the day. This t- tomorrow, is a good test? Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow, we, we have, have to play these yeah. games.
1: Just play these games. COVID, uh, just take a day off, COVID, please. Just, just yeah. take a day off. Take a just break. Just go ahead and uh, take a break, and uh, we'll be back uh, with one more show before Christmas. We'll, we'll ring in Christmas and, and talk about these games that are going on and uh, hopefully have a little bit more fun talking about it, Tate. But also... Yeah. I, I I understand that saying those words is setting myself know. up for disappointment. Yeah, so. I know. I know. let's just get the what? hell out of here now. Yeah,
0: let's get <laughs> out of here. All right. See you guys on Thursday.